Hey, guys, seriously, come on. Talk to me. What's up? Oh, we're fine. Hmm. Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. We're in a shit fucking mood because we never fucking win at Everton and it sucks fucking shit. Oh, come on, fellas. How long has it been since y'all won up at Everton? 60 years ago. Jesus Christ. Wow, that is a heck of a long time. Okay. So we got that going on, and obviously we're, we're bummed out that O'Brien tore his butt. It's my upper hamstring, coach. Well, you tore your butt, son. There's nothing to be ashamed of, okay? It happens. People tear their butts all the time in athletics. You're not alone, man. Hey, coach, you've torn your butt a few times, right? Three times. Three times. <laughs> Butt's an amazing muscle. God is my witness. Your butt will heal. Welcome to another episode of the Revisited Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Kristen. This week we are covering Ted Lasso Season 1, Episode 7, Make Rebecca Great Again. Which, which I, know I was is... very nervous about this episode. You were nervous to be about honest. this episode? Well, the first time that I watched it. Because I am not a MAGA. I am I'm the complete yeah. opposite of a MAGA. And so when I saw this, this is this episode title is a big reason why I didn't start watching the show until after the first season had actually aired. Cause I was like, I am not watching a show that has an episode titled this. No, absolutely not. And and you know what's and what's I was really wrong. and you know what's really weird about it is that like I get your your hesitance because of the title of the episode, but in all honesty. This is probably one of the best episodes of the season. Agreed. 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 Uh, not just from our perspective, but even if you look at the ratings of the episodes, the mm -hmm. only episode of the season rated higher than this one is the finale. Which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. And it's only by like 0.1. Like this episode is rated at a 9.0 and the finale is a 9.1. This, this, this episode of television has everything in it. Everything. Yeah. You're it's laughing. A, you're crying. It's got suspense. It's got, yeah, it's perfect. It's a, and it's a huge, and it's a, it's huge moments for a number of characters. Absolutely. In this episode. And this is the episode that was used, uh, that got, um, oh shoot. What's his name? Well, Nate, I don't know his actual name right now off the top of my head. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Anyways, it got Nate. It's Nick, Mo Nick Muhammad. Thank you. Yeah. It got Nick Muhammad um, an Emmy nomination for this episode. This was yeah. the episode that they submitted, which is perfect because this is his best episode maybe ever. I, I think it is. Yeah, I think this is one of Nate's biggest episodes. And Other than season episodes. three, Nate, which Nate goes on a bit of a journey in season three. That's not a spoiler. Um, other than season three, Nate, I think this is, this is Nate's really finest moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's, again, we talk about huge moments for particular characters, and this is a huge moment. I mean, it's titled Make Rebecca Great Again, because this episode is huge for Rebecca, but right. it mm -hmm. is a huge moment for Nate in this particular episode. Yes. Uh, huge, 100%. huge, uh, 
huge change for the better um for a lot of characters yeah i mean i one my first note that i actually have about this episode is um that i feel like it highlights losses uh throughout the group like the big loss that is kind of hanging well, over the episode is jamie yeah so hang hang on to that for a moment um i don't want to i want to we we got to do the the typical what we usually uh, do. We don't do spoilers until we tell you that there's spoilers. Blah. <laughs> Sorry. That was very unprofessional and rude of me. <laughs> Jesus. God. I was so excited. <laughs> so, yes, just to make it clear, if this is your first time viewing <laughs> Ted Lasso, and I actually, so we, um, I, this past weekend, I was in Rhode Island, and I actually got to spend a little time with our friend Jill because I was staying at her house. And we were actually listening to episode five of the of our coverage of the show while we were driving because while we were in the car, episode six hadn't released yet. It was scheduled to release while I was away, uh, but it hadn't released yet. So we were listening to episode five. And she asked me, she's like, how come you guys don't do spoiler coverage? She's like, do you have a number of people that are watching for the first time? I was like, yeah, we actually have a number of people that are watching for the first time. So we're doing it a little differently because we don't want to ruin those moments for those people. Well, because it's still, it's it's a new newer rewatch the show ended less than a year ago right so it's not like lost where it ended like 10 years ago yeah exactly so that's why we're doing it again a little bit differently but on that note uh as you also unprofessionally mentioned Um, we are avoiding spoilers for the most part during our main conversation. However, we will go into spoiler territory a little bit later on into the episode. Uh, just check the show notes to find out what time it is we start and what time you can come back when we return for favorite quotes and feedback and all of that good stuff. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, continue with your thought. Okay. So <laughs> I, so like I said earlier, like this episode really highlights losses for the group one of them being chiefly jamie Mm -hmm. jamie is gone and i think that it's it's so noticeable i mean it's not it wouldn't have been it would have still been noticeable had there not been this like depression in the locker room and the reporters that were asking about you know how are you without jamie blah 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 like that was a huge moment last week when jamie was sent back to man city so for that to kind of be hanging over in the air i thought that they did a really good job of creating that tension for the viewer excuse me um, and then you also have uh, Ted and his loss of his marriage. You have Rebecca and the remembrance of the loss of her marriage, plus the um, being confronted with the fact that she lost her best friend for a number of years um, along the way in her marriage to Rupert. Um, and then you have the team. The team not only has lost Jamie, but they've also lost to this team for the past 60 years. Yeah. So it's a lot about kind of like claiming that loss for yourselves and coming out of it and moving forward. As, as Rebecca says later in the episode, she says, uh, what does she say? She says, this weekend is about moving forward or something like that. Let me see if I can find it. Um, that's spoiler talk. That's. This weekend is moving forward. When the champagne arrives, we're going to get drunk, have a nice meal, and leave the past in the past. And I feel that that line right there really separated the, okay, we're sad about losing, but now we're going to try and move on. 
Yeah, and and, and I agree with you completely about you know uh, loss being a big moment and a big overarching theme. But I feel like there's two themes to this episode because you're right. The first half of the episode does start with loss and that being of the overarching theme, but it becomes a literal theme of letting go. Oh, yes. Uh, later on, because, I mean, in addition to the song that Rebecca sings being Let It Go um, from Frozen, it seems like that's something that a lot of these characters are ending up having to do. There's something that they're 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 releasing their grip on, whether it's good in their life or it's negative, whether it's negative in their life or positive in their life. Um, you know, letting go of something negative or moving on to something positive. There's in some way, shape or form, a number of these characters are letting go of something mm -hmm. and that becomes the theme. So we go from loss to acceptance a little bit. Yeah. Um, in, in a matter of 35 minutes. Yes. You know, in this episode and the key characters that that really pertains to end up being Rebecca, obviously, mm. uh, Ted himself. And as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, Nate is another one. Oh, um, that's true. But Roy also has something um, that he he lets go. He lets go of his anger uh, that he's holding in. That is a realization thanks to Nate. Uh, you know, and we kind of have... I think Keely in some way has some things that she's kind of releasing. Uh, we'll, we'll go into know of her relationship with Jamie and she's embracing a possibility. Of yes. A new one. Exactly. And then we also have the team itself letting go of the fact, because as you mentioned at the, you know, at the, at the beginning of the episode, we have this whole journey that this team is going on they're entering into facing a team that they haven't won in they haven't beaten in 60 years and they're doing it now without their, their key star player, player without their star and player. their goal their goalie has a torn butt <laughs> i mean that's really we're really burying the lead here okay yes it's, it's, yeah the, it's the, the torn, torn butt, butt that's really tearing them all up it, it's the torn butt <laughs> Um, but, you know, like, and this is something that's kind of holding them back. But then it's after Nate's speech. And by the end of this, this team has accepted they don't need Jamie. They're a different team at the end of this episode. Yes. I mean, at the end of last episode, we thought, oh, they're a different team now. No, they're a different team now. Like, yeah. they keep evolving and growing. And that's that's Ted's influence. That is all Ted. Because well, if they didn't have Ted, I really don't think that they would have been able to get to this point. Nate wouldn't have a role on the team. Oh, right? no, absolutely. He would have just been the kit man, and that's it. Right. And that, yeah, and he'd probably still be abused. Jamie would still be on the team, but he would be a cancer to the team. There'd mm -hmm. be there'd be no cohesion. There, I mean, it would be a mess. Like when you think about the reason why, you know, Richmond is probably lost to. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I still had water in my mouth. And you said that too. My microphone almost got a bath. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to just let it go. <laughs> and then you, you reiterated it. And I was, I still had water in my mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was I talking about? Oh, um, wait. Nope, I lost it. It's fine. I said <laughs> Liverpool. It's over. <laughs> you were talking about the losses that this team has had. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I, I I think that they would have 
continued to lose to everybody given on the trajectory that they were on. The only reason yeah. why they they won against uh Edgerton, Everton, Everton, Everton in Liverpool pool is because of the Ted Lasso effect. Well, I mean, you you jokingly mentioned the torn butt and you know, while it is funny, it is kind of a key moment because it is something that kind of brings the team around. He he jokes with, you know, they are all down in the dumps and, you know, they know this is a team that they have never beaten. Generations before them have never beaten this team, mm -hmm. um, you know, so they're not, you know, they're just following in a sad tradition. But it Ted kind of cheers them up in a little bit, like with the torn butt comment and bringing beard into it beard how many times have you torn your butt three times and beard you know, is it, such a good hype man yeah exactly the beard is just god he's one of my favorite characters on this series but he just he just goes with whatever ridiculous thing that comes out of ted's mouth well, because they have that relationship yes. with each other. Like there is a genuine friendship between the two of them. And we, again, this is, we're not going to dive too much into it because, but that will go deeper later. You and I share the same brain because my brain was headed in that direction yeah. as well. You, you will find out when you find out the, con the true the backstory connection between Ted and Beard, mm -hmm. it is surprising but heartwarming, surprisingly heartwarming. Yes. At the same time. And we're not going to find that out for a while. Like a long while. That stays a mystery until almost the end of the series. Oh, like, yeah, like the second to last. I think episode. it's like the I think it's like the penultimate episode. Yeah. yeah that you find yeah. out their true connection. And it's um, beautiful. And it's yeah, beautiful. It, it's something that you knew was true. Like you knew that it that backstory existed, but to hear it out loud and be, and have it confirmed, it's just yeah, the way that they did that was really beautiful. You know, Dave yeah. and I say, Dave and I say to this day that Ted Lasso is the most vulgar, wholesome show you will ever watch. Oh, you said that a number of times on this podcast <laughs> because it's true. <laughs> it's it is so true. wholesome, and I can't show it to my children. <laughs> <laughs> Like ever, like I'm trying to think of an instance in which can I show this? No, no, they have to be full blown adults. No. When there is when there is a teen at the end of one of their ages, maybe. <laughs> no, that's next year for Danny. Well, I think Danny's. I think Danny would be okay. Think about Roy and Keeley's relationship. Like really I take back well, exactly what I just said. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take like, back wow. what I said. Immediate regret. That's what that. That's what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, like it's just he in that moment in the beginning, like he he jokes about the torn butt, but it is such a lighthearted moment that it kind of brings the team around a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's still definitely a lot of reservation in them um you know because even when they say richmond on three to head out to the bus danny's really the only one that kind of jams into it and roy's like yeah let's just go to the fucking bus <laughs> like they're still very reserved in their enthusiasm towards this game well you know i mean they still don't know who they are as a team and they thought that they knew but jamie was ripped away in their moment of connection, you know, mm. that we're rich until we die. We're rich. I mean, what a great, beautiful, wholesome moment. And this team really starts to gel. And then they're immediately put back on the opposite 
feeling of that. You yeah. know, they're they're of course they're going to be upset. They don't know their identity, and they have a brand new coach. Who, I mean, he's a good guy, but do they trust him? Probably not. Well, I mean, you mentioned how by the end of this episode, they're a different team, and you're yeah. absolutely right. But I feel like in a in a further deeper sense. I feel like by the end of this episode, this becomes a different show. Yes, 100%. I, I mean, because well, we see Rebecca has joined the team in this episode. Yeah. And right? that's something I have in my notes too is that when they win the game, Rebecca is in the locker room. Yes. She's not only in the locker room, she's celebrating and she congratulates Ted. That is not that, and that shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a small moment, but it's a huge moment. And then she goes out to karaoke with them. Yeah, she joins them. Now, I mean, there there can be an argument to be made that Sassy's the one that kind of forced her into it, but I don't think that's the case at all. Oh, no, I no, think, no. Sassy did it, but Sassy needed to do it. Good good job, Sassy. <laughs> well, I mean, and I have that. Like, and we'll, we'll dive into Sassy a little bit more because I fucking love Sassy. I think we so all love much. Sassy. Um, but and Sassy we a, trust. There's a particular line that is said by, I know we'll, we'll do quotes a little later, but there's, there's a particular line that's said by Sassy. And I feel like it's very important because she says, she says to Keely, that's not Rebecca. The real Rebecca is silly, strong, but not cold. If you like that woman, then you are going to love Rebecca. Yep. I have that written down as well. Sassy knows. Sassy sees it immediately. And it's something, you know, we've talked about for a while about how, like, we really haven't met Rebecca yet. We met Rebecca this episode. And she's wonderful. Yeah. And she's wonderful. I mean, she's so wonderful. Nah, that's for spoilers. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but she and I think that we needed Sassy to inject to humanize Rebecca. Because well, as yeah. of as of until we met Sassy. She's a woman scorned. We see that there's something inside Rebecca that she's not letting go of. This should have been called letting go, but whatever. Um, the episode. Mm. Um, and Sassy, and, and that's for anybody. Everybody has that friend that has known you for so long that they'll come in and be like, you are being ridiculous. I am going to make people see you for who you are right now because you are fucking magic. Well, the moment that Keely and Rebecca, or not Keely, Rebecca and Sassy are outside, you know, having a cigarette, and she says to Rebecca, like, she calls Rebecca out on the person that she has become. She tells her, you know, Rupert is this horrible person. He built this ivory tower that he trapped you in, but you climbed every step on your own. And then I think I have, um, shit, do I have the line in particular? I don't know if I do. I do. Where is it? Because I have a lot of uh, Sassy and Rebecca. Oh, you have to own up to the part that you played. And so I was going to talk about this, and 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 I'd like to talk about this just for a second. I'm, I'm yeah, going to yeah. get kind of serious for a second on this. I um, <clears throat> um, If you've been listening to, my, to, to me across the years, over the years, in all the different podcasts that I've had with Podcastica and with Ben, um, I would, you would know that I was in a very abusive relationship uh, before I met my husband. And this is somebody that I, this is where I really relate to Rebecca because Re Rebecca has this feeling that, that Rupert ruined her. Rupert took her away from her life. Rupert is the one who is the villain, 100% responsible for her 
the way that she's turned out. And Sassy keeps it real in this moment. And she says, Rupert may have built, and, and I'm paraphrasing, Rupert may have built this ivory tower for you, but you willingly climbed every single step of that tower. You willingly turned your back on your friends. And I was isolated from my friends by, by this uh, person that I was with. And I turn my back on my friends. I turn my back on my family. I turn my back on my sister in her last six months of her life. And I have to, and I have had to own up to that over the last 18 years. I've had to open, uh, I've had to reconcile myself with that. And for Rebecca to get this piece of advice so close to what t- so close to her actual divorce and separation from from Rupert is a gift. It's a gift that not a lot of people are willing to give to somebody who has been abused over the years and ha- because you want to build that person up. And Sassy's like, listen, I can build you up all day long, but you also have to own up to the fact that you were a terrible friend. You were a terrible person to do this. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, in, in this moment, I really love Sassy and Rebecca. I think that without Sassy, Rebecca wouldn't have become the person that she ends up becoming throughout this show. If Sassy never came back into her life, Rebecca wouldn't have reclaimed her identity so fast, and she wouldn't have been able to uh, reconcile her past and claim her identity and her future. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely, and I appreciate you sharing that story, even for anybody who might not, I I know it, but I know yep. to anybody who might not have known it. I, I, I appreciate you sharing that um, because I mean, again, and that doesn't just go for females trapped in abusive relationships right. as well. Males can be in the same way. Cause I was 100%. in a horrible, I was in a horrible relationship earlier on in my life where I isolated a lot of my friends as well. And I, it's regrets, you know, there are things about that that I regret as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it can apply either way, but you know, to be able to to have, to be two people who have been in that situation and to kind of see it we can kind of realize and appreciate the gravity of this just this conversation between mm-hmm. Sassy and Rebecca mm-hmm. and i agree with you completely i feel like the introduction of Sassy's character in this particular moment is incredibly important mm-hmm. to the development of Rebecca's character uh-huh. and the progression of Rebecca's character because we see a completely different Rebecca going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the title of the episode goes, you mentioned how it could be, you know, should it be called letting go. I feel like the play on make Rebecca great again was Sudeikis and the writers of the show taking a statement that has become so derogatory and negative mm-hmm. uh, and, and polarizing and actually putting a, a good memory behind it. By using it for the title of the episode. And isn't that just exactly what Ted Lasso is? Because it did come out. This episode was aired September 11th, 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Which in America is a very um, symbolic day. But it's, it's a symbolic day in a very, very difficult year, 2020. And you get this beautiful episode of television that I wish I had seen. On that day, because it would have lifted well. my spirits. Yeah, and, and me as well. I mean, but again, like I feel like it's taking a statement that again has become so polarizing, mm-hmm. and using it to put a positive memory, a hundred percent, to relate to it. 
mm-hmm. you know, by changing one word and making it about that character, but making it a positive spin. Yeah, because Rebecca, I mean, we we can't forget that Rebecca started off as a villain. And she's slowly becoming our hero. Yeah. And that is so cool. There's, there's again, there's so much. There's a reason why this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't even touched on Ted yet. And, and we will. Stupid uh, Michelle. I hate her. I hate her so hard. I hate her so hard. We have a, it's going to be played during spoilers. So unfortunately, if you haven't seen the show, you're not going to be able to hear it, but <laughs> we do have a rebuttal from one of our listeners on your opinions on Michelle. I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know what he has to say, but he said to save it for spoilers. Cause he's probably going to be talking about the future of this. Yeah. Of this okay. Character. Well, I don't care, Greg. I don't care, Greg. Listen to me now. I don't care what you have to say. I will not change my mind on Michelle Lasso, but I invite, I invite your opinion because I am open-minded and tolerant and ex- inclusive, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, I mean, you know, while we're, while we're talking about it, let's just get that out of the way and talk about this. We, we see in the beginning of this episode, there is Michelle has already, I, I can imagine between last episode and this one, or two episodes ago, episode five, when Michelle visits to this one, it can't be any more than two to three weeks time. Yeah. Cause they're in the middle of a season and I don't know how soccer goes. Cause you know, football's once a week, but baseball's like every day. So yeah. I, I don't know how soccer is. Uh, so, football. I mean, I can't imagine it's been any more than two, two to three weeks time. Yeah. And there are already divorce papers in Ted's hand, not drawn up in Ted's hand. Yeah. Um, which means they have been drawn up. They have been terms have been agreed upon and they have been sent to the UK, which takes a little time. Oh, that is a lengthy process to the point where she had to have started it the moment she got home. They were already drawn up. You think she went there because she was going to divorce him 100%, 100%. And we are in the um, age of DocuSign. I'm not really sure why we had papers, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's a really good point, especially to the point where like his, the, her lawyer message, like text messages him and says, Oh, great news. You can just send a photo in, in addition to the already massive amount of pressure that she has been putting on him to get these documents signed. Yeah. You know what? He has a huge game, huge game coming up. I mean, this is going up against a team in Liverpool that they haven't beaten in 60 years. Like granted, Ted didn't know that. And she probably knows even less, but he's still in the middle of a season in a brand new team in a brand new country. And she's pressuring him right before game day. F her. And and you know what? I'm actually 100% on the same page with you on this one, too, because when she has that video call with Ted, well, it's it's really with his son first, and then she jumps right. in at the end. She's like, hey, did you get a chance to sign the papers? And he's like, oh, you know, I'll get to it. She ends the conversation with, oh, good luck this weekend. No, sorry. You just like you don't have the right now to end that conversation with that. Yeah. And she's like, good luck. We're rooting for you. Good yeah. job. And I'm looking at him like, you are the devil. Because you've you just the devil. you pressuring him to get those paper signs <coughs> has already become a distraction. Yeah. From that game. You do and not then, have the right to say, oh, good luck this weekend. Right. No, you've already ruined that. 
Well, and then she texts him again, and then she has her lawyer text him. The only thing that would have made it worse is if you-know-who had also followed up with a text or a call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But, I mean, again, it's like— Because you know you-know-who is already there. I have a feeling that you-know-who, and we're— Again, we're, we're teetering on spoiler territory, but I don't right. care right now. I don't care right now either. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you know who was the reason why those papers were already drawn. Duh, duh. You know who drew them up. Well, I don't know if he has the the legal representation. Hey, hey, you know who? You know who? Not he, she. (laughs) You know who? Sorry, (laughs) I don't think you know who has the (laughs) legal ability to do that. But he wasn't. You You know know who. who. Was an influence in that decision happening. 100%. And not only that. 1,000%. And not only that, but if you didn't want to add pressure to him, if you did not want to distract him from that, okay, maybe you can be a little forgiving in the fact that she mentioned it during the video call because she wanted to remind him. To send him a text message reminding him again the night before the fucking game. No, unforgivable. If you didn't want him distracted from the game because of this, if you did not want this on his mind and you wanted him clear headed for that game, you would not have sent that text message. Yeah. And how how is it that as a mother, you don't understand because he has done nothing wrong. Let's just be clear of this. She has fallen out of love with him. He did nothing wrong. She admitted that. Yeah. So how do you as a mother completely annihilate your husband or soon to be ex-husband in this way. It it's cruel. He loses his family. He loses his family in this in this weekend. Yeah. And 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 she uses their son as as a way to get his attention in a video call. Oh yeah you can talk you can talk to Henry. His name is Henry, right? Yes, Henry. You can talk to Henry, but you make sure that I get to end the phone call. So he'll be on a high from talking to to my son, Henry, but I'm going to bring him immediately down. And I think that that's a good idea. Like how diabolical do you have to be to put, put, to put that man through that when he did nothing wrong? Yeah. You, you give him the, the time that he needs mm-hmm. to do it. To to sign those papers. That is to Yeah, Michelle, anybody, what's the rush? To yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. There, there's a rush. Um which is which again is oh I can't I can't talk about it. I know it's so hard. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk, we'll about, talk it later. about it later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we gotta move on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm with you on Michelle on this one. Again, like I can be a little forgiving to kind of bring it up to him during that video call. But to send that text message the night before the game, which is literally the next day after the phone call, he has not forgotten. He took the papers with him. But he's also on a work trip. Like, leave him alone. Exactly. If it were me, I would have been like, papers are in the office. Sorry, I can't talk about it now. Yeah, I I would focus on this game. I would not have taken those papers to Liverpool. But of course, Ted's going to do it because that's the kind of guy that he is. Yeah. Exactly. He wants to do whatever is best for everyone else and not for him, which is why the anxiety sets in later because he, he, you can completely tell up until this point in the season that he compartmentalizes everything. 
right? Well, when you do that, when you become so good at doing that, which he has obviously done, all of that can kind of compound on each other into a moment of like severe overstimulation, like he was in at the karaoke bar. Well, I was just going to say, let's talk. I mean, let's kind of steer away from Michelle and talk about what this does. Oh, well, then I did that perfectly to Ted. Oh, that was, <laughs> it was a great it was a great transition. Thank you so um, much. You know, we we've seen Ted kind of on the cusp of panic a couple times. Mm-hmm. This well, like with the full, shaking and everything yeah. like with the small camera tricks along the way. This is a full blown panic attack that he has. And I think that. Uh, to as much as we love Rebecca in this moment with the singing of let it go. That's a huge thing that kind of triggers it Mm -hmm. because this is a song literally called let it go. Something Ted is having a lot of difficulty doing. And it's kind of not in his character. No, he he even says it like, I I promise I would never give up on anything. Yeah. And Michelle says, well, like you're just, you're not giving up. You're letting me go. It's the same thing. Letting go is giving up to Ted. Oh my gosh. So that probably triggered him. You're That's just what letting I was saying. go. And then she sings, let it go. And yes. that was the trigger. Yep. Yeah. I, that's Very what good. I was just saying. In that, Very good. It, as much as this is a great moment for Rebecca, it is triggering to Ted. That is beautiful. Good job. The song, let it go is a trigger to Ted in this moment, because that's when it happens. He start, you can see him rubbing his fingers mm-hmm. because his hands are starting to shake and he kind of has to, he has to leave the room. Ben, and- that's so good. Good job. That seriously, <laughs> that was good. I love that connection. Thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> so, you know, and the beautiful thing about this moment is that who comes to his rescue Rebecca. is Rebecca. It couldn't have been, he couldn't have been outside that long. So you have to imagine that Rebecca probably saw this happen while she was on stage singing and immediately left the room when she, when she was done and headed outside to find Ted. Yeah. I mean, really. And it's so funny because you see him walk through cause they obviously had their own back room. Right. That was their own back room, which Mm. is so cool. Such a baller move. Um, But (laughs) you see him walk through this awful club scene. Like, I'm sure it's really fun. And when I was 20, 25, that would have been super fun. But at 43 years old, I'm looking at this man walk through that club scene. And I'm like, oh, this is just I'd be in the fetal position in the middle of the dance floor. It's 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 it makes you anxious enough. Ooh, to walk yes. through something like that normally, but to do it in the midst of a full-blown panic attack, he is so much worse by the time he gets outside than he was in that room. Well, it reminded me of when, like in my early 20s, when I couldn't figure out how to drink properly, and I'd be at a club like that, and I'd be like, oh, I've had too much, mm-hmm. you know? And then all of a sudden, like all the colors and noise and everything is like swirling around you. Like It's it overstimulation. Put- it put me right back into that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. Like, get out, out, out. Like, you want him to get out so bad. <laughs> uh, there are, I can tell you right now, in relation to the convention that I just worked this past weekend, mm-hmm. I am so thankful for, one, my vape pen. Yeah. And two, my earbuds, my noise-canceling earbuds. Because when it came times for me to walk the floor 
to get to a part where I had to before I learned I was actually allowed to use back of house to get to where I needed to go. I was walking the floor and this is a convention that has over 100,000 people. Nope. So, I mean, some people thrive off of that. Like Jill thrives off of that. You and I want run screaming from that. Yeah. I, I needed to take, I needed to walk outside, take a hit of my pen, wait about 20 minutes for it to kick in. Yep. Pop in my earbuds, turn them on noise canceling, and then I could hit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sucks. So, I mean, it, it, you're right. In these moments with Ted walking through the club, I related because mm-hmm. I, I could feel it. I felt yep. every bit of that anxiety. Yep. Yeah. And then, and, and in all honesty, when he's out there and he's just trying to get a hold of himself, I mean, it's filmed in such a way that it could have been an hour and it could have been five minutes, you you're know, because right. yeah. when you're in that state, time just stops. Like, I, I, and I know uh, that you and I have had panic attacks in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'll, I, I can tell you right now that when, I mean, when, Ted was walking away and he just looked like this defeated, tired, overwrought man. It's, I know exactly how he feels. You want to sleep for four days yeah. after you've had a panic attack that intense. Like I, for the 24 hours after I have a panic attack and I haven't had one in a while, which is nice. Um, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I, I can't, even, I, I don't even want to get out of bed. I'm so tired. Oh, I, I mean, and yeah, I mean, even facing whether it's panic attacks or anxiety, when you face something like that, you're right. It does make you physically exhausted. Um, I, you know, I mentioned the show that when I finally got back to where I was done walking the floor, I sat in a chair for a half hour yeah. and didn't move because I, I needed a break. I needed rest. Um, we see the same thing out of Ted. Like he calls it a night. He tells Rebecca, I'm going back. I'm calling it a night. Please tell beard, you know, that I, I'm going back to the hotel. Um, you know, and we see the, this is another key. We've seen number, a number of key points of Rebecca changing in this episode. And this is a moment. Cause you're uh, going back to a point that you made earlier, how it could have been five minutes. It could have been an hour. I, I want to believe in the goodness of Rebecca in that this was only a couple minutes time. Ted was not out there by himself. I, I want to believe that Rebecca saw it and went immediately after him. Mm-hmm. The first chance she got. Um, and I, and I love how they, they handle the transition of the voices that he is hearing in the midst of this panic attack is he hears Michelle and then he hears Henry, but it's Rebecca's voice that brings him out of it. Yeah. You know, because it is a comfort as 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 debilitating as she has tried to be in thinking that she was a villain. It is a comfort to Ted. Mm -hmm. And there are two things that happen due to this panic attack, post panic attack that I feel like are key moments for these characters. The first is that when Ted says he's calling in a night, he walks away. There's this look on Rebecca's face as she's watching him walk away. And I feel like this look is a huge realization that I think she partially blames herself. She should. She see, she has this look on her face as in, I'm part of the reason this man is panicking right now. Broken. Because I have been horrible to him. Yeah. 
And what's funny is that these two have no idea how badly they need each other. And they're already starting and they've they've they have no idea also that they've been working positively towards each other. Well, and and that was going to my next moment. I'm so sorry. Is, I keep no, no, no. It's you. it's no, it's totally fine. The text that Ted sends to her later that night, thanking her for being there, mm. saying how nice she has been. She has no idea what it means. It doesn't matter how negative she has been towards the team, towards Ted. Ted has always seen Rebecca. Yes. The real Rebecca. He knew what dress she should wear. Yeah. He's like, no, you need, you're going to wear that dress. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. He has, even though he hasn't met her, he has always seen her. Yes. He has always taken everything Rebecca has done with a positive, with positivity. And even though that was not her intention, mm-hmm. he saw through it. He has always seen through it to what her true intentions have, have, have been. Yeah, and, and it's it's just we talked we talk a lot about how much we love the friendship between Rebecca and Keely, which I still do, and this episode is even more of that. Keely screwing with Rebecca <laughs> was probably just it just highlights how wonderful Keely is. Talking <laughs> like, about how she was going to have sex with Rebecca. Me and my friend are going to have a quick shag before we go, so you need to go. And she's just like. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only not only that, but even before they leave for Liverpool and they're in the office and she's saying, well, if I was going to tip, if I was going to dip my toe back in and Rebecca's like, oh, I thought you were actually thinking about it. And Keely's like, oh, I have. And it's it's just, she's like, oh, I have. Yes. It's- but like we, we talk a lot about the friendship of Rebecca and Keely and how great it is. And that remains throughout the rest of the series. Yes. But now the friendship that begins to develop with Ted and Rebecca is Mm -hmm. equally as great. Yeah. And we've seen, we've now seen the beginning of it. Yeah. We've seen the the very beginning of it. The bathroom scene definitely started it um, in, in the episode for the children. Um, But this episode really shows that, that it wasn't a one-time bathroom conversation, that this is going to be a friendship. No, I mean between Ted and Rebecca. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought you meant. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I we've we've seen the beginning. We've seen the creation of what will become Ted and Rebecca. The Ted, Ted and Rebecca, and Rebecca are pretty friendship. great. And what's funny yeah. is that Rebecca doesn't even know it, but she, everything that she's just gone through with Rupert, she's going to be able to apply it and help Ted get through his own um, divorce. They're both going through divorce. Well, she went through it. She's now trying to restart her life. He's now, he just signed the papers, right? Yeah. So he's in that raw state that she was once in. And I think that Ted and Keely have started to repair that that broken Rebecca. And mm-hmm. now Rebecca gets to help repair Ted, which is She gets cool. to return the favor. Yeah. yeah. Because you're uh, right. Like they have a commonality and that's divorce. Yes. Yes. Um, I do want to I, I do want to mention a couple of things real quick. Uh one of them was because in that in, in the same scene that you were just talking about between Rebecca and Keely 
um, in Rebecca's office. Rebecca turns around and she's just such a bitch to Leslie. I know. Uh, but what's wonderful is that we see that Higgins didn't really get punished because he got a free weekend with his family. He got to watch the game with his family and you saw how happy he was about yeah, it. I, I have that in my notes too. Like this is pre change Rebecca. Mm-hmm. We see her kind of punishing Higgins for, for because in the last episode, at the end of the last episode, we see Higgins go off and dance with the rest of the team around the fire. This is Rebecca's way of kind of punishing Higgins for that. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. This is not a punishment for Higgins. Oh, no, he got a he got a weekend off with his family. And anybody that knows how rare that is understands that, oh, he got he got a benefit. Yeah. We're gonna see some pretty good Higgins moments before the end of this season. Too. Dear God, I love Higgins so much. <laughs> He's so great. Um, also, I wanted to talk about the visiting team locker room. Okay. It was a bathroom. I don't know if you saw that. There were two urinals in there. <laughs> it was a bathroom. It's it's literally like a shower room. Yeah. There. It, yeah, you're right. There's urinals, there are showers, and there are benches. They were that all sitting it. there like elbow to elbow. They couldn't even get dressed on their own. Like, that's just, that can't be normal. I, I don't know much about football to know. But, I mean, I see visiting team locker rooms all the time in America, and they're beautiful. They're state-of-the-art. So what is happening in England <laughs> that, that was a visiting team locker room? I just – there were two urinals in there. I'm like, are those urinals? Dave goes, no. He backs it up. We're like, yep, those are yeah, urinals. They're urinals. Um, yeah, it, it's – you're right. I don't know what is – maybe it's just they – this team either just has – a shitty locker room or this is where they stick this team because they look so far down on, on them. Maybe that this is just where they put them. I bet you that's what it is. You, you know, like this is their way of sticking their nose up to him. Like you haven't beat us in 60 years. This is what you deserve. Your team is a toilet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I want to focus. I want to talk a little bit about God. I'm looking at my notes, and there's still so much more that we haven't even talked about yet. Um, so this might end up being a little bit longer of a of a regular episode. But I want to talk. We talked a lot about like these characters and like realizations of letting go and and acceptance. Um, Keely has a moment in this episode when she sits down. And she watches her own hotel promo. And she tells Rebecca, I don't even remember recording this. It's kind of a moment for Keely where she kind of comes with a realization that like, I've been nothing but like a prop. Yeah. She's had a pretty shallow existence. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to watch a hotel promo recording that you don't even remember doing. Yeah. Like that's shallow existence is a great way to put it. What's great is that that keeps coming up as a running gag. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I al- but what I also love about it too is that and it, it we're talking about like those moments of letting go and acceptance. Yeah. Is the one person who kind of helps her accept that a little bit later on in this episode is Roy. Oh yeah. When he pulls her, when after they win the game and he's yeah. standing on the bench and he's Where like, we we're going go? out, we're <laughs> celebrating, we're going to shove it in this town's face. And, you know, Sam's like, well, what are we going to do? He 
pulls Keely up on that bench to let her kind of do it. She becomes a part of the team. Yeah, exactly. Keely is now a part of this team. It's awesome. And she is also a part of Keely and Roy by the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I just got chills. I just love those two so much. Okay. It's, they are, we're, again, without going into too much detail, they are so much better for each other than Keely and Jamie ever were. Ever. Because again, Keely was just a prop. She was just a trophy to Jamie. To Roy, she is a person. He sees her. Yes. Just, yeah. I mean, and and maybe we can say that the other theme in this episode is, is the ability for others to see through all the bullshit, right? Roy sees Keely. Keely and Sam, or not Sam, Keely and Nate see Roy. Um, Ted sees Rebecca. Rebecca yeah. sees Ted. Sassy sees Rebecca. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of this. Okay, I understand that you have this facade up, but I know who you really are. And we really see that. Um, I've said the word see way too many times, it's lost all <laughs> meaning. <laughs> Um, but we really do start to realize <laughs> that, <laughs> that um, these characters really know each other, and that's really it's it's neat to. S- yeah, it's 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 neat to witness. There you go. <laughs> Can I just say too, one of my favorite moments of this episode is so subtle. Oh, please tell me that you, it's the same when thing. You see it. It's so great. How amazing is it to see Roy singing along, along? Let it go. To let it go. Yes. I was seriously, that was all my next thing to say is that because yeah. we know how much he loves his niece. <laughs> yes. We know how close he is to Phoebe and how much he loves Phoebe. So when you when you know that about Roy, you know that's exactly how he knows this song. Bravo to Brett Goldstein, <laughs> too, for adding that little tidbit in there. Yeah, it's it to see him singing along to let it go. And he's doing it like he's doing it so subtly, almost like he doesn't want people to see him doing it, but he can't help himself but do it. Well, that's a very singable song. If you know the words, you're singing that song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so did exactly. you do you know the history behind using that song in this episode? So I don't know the history about using that song, but I do know the history about the filming of that scene in that they apparently had to do that scene a number of times and had a Waddingham sung it every time. Well, she's an incredible singer, but they had to also do an alternate with the song. I will survive because Disney said no to using the song in the episode at first. They denied it. So they filmed it and they sent the scene to Disney and said, please watch this and tell us again that we can't use it. And Disney said, no, no, it's approved. Go ahead. It's it's so much more of a fitting song. It was so good. And I'm so glad that Disney, like that they did it that way. They didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> they were well, like, not all- hang on. Well, not only that, because I Will Survive, I don't think would have fit as well of a trigger to Ted. Right. As much as Let It Go did. Yeah. Uh, Or Let It Go does. So Let It Go is so much better of a fitting song. And now I have even so much more respect for Hannah, knowing that she sang it every single time. And now she had to sing two songs. Yeah. 
twice because apparently there are, there are I've seen interviews where they talk about that scene and they mm -hmm. said like it was a performance every time That's from so her because every take they said she did not hold back she sang it full on every single time what a treasure Hannah Waddington Ham is seriously um, we're we're we might cover this on the pot we might do like a bonus episode on the podcast. no we're going to not might we're going okay. to okay we, we'll probably do a but we're, we're going to do a bonus episode of the podcast on this uh for those of you that don't know hannah waddingham is releasing a christmas special this year on apple, on apple tv on apple tv uh kristen and I, I watched the trailer before we started i had already seen it but i showed it to kristen um it looks so fantastic yes to, it does. to hear her, to, to be able to hear her sing, to see all the guest stars, like the dancing and it, like it is, it, it's a stage performance in front of an audience. So mm -hmm. um, we, we're going to cover it. We're going to do a special episode with lots it. of surprise so, guests, which come on from we've the already, we, we already see a couple in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we I'm know Gina Tempo is there. Nick Muhammad is there. Trent Phil Krim, Dunster, Phil Dunster. Uh, there are a number of lasso stars that are part of this. Yes. So, but we're yes. we're gonna we're gonna cover it. I love it that you I <laughs> I love it that you um that you said that about Roy mouthing the words to let it go because <laughs> I totally Dave and I totally saw that and it was definitely like added into my notes immediately. Yeah. It was yeah. so great. It's it's so great. But not only that, but we see there's a couple other moments from that karaoke scene that really stand out to me. That one being the first one. But we see McAdoo and Colin just in awe of Rebecca singing, mm -hmm. as is the entire room. Mm -hmm. But we also see Nate drinking, doing shots with McAdoo and Colin. Yes. This whole thing has completely turned around. They're a team. Yeah. They, they won are, together. Yeah. They are all part of the team now. Nate, yes. Colin and McAdoo have accepted Nate. And Nate has forgiven them. Yes. For everything. Because he knows the true like reasoning behind that was Jamie. Yes. It wasn't them. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're without guilty Jamie of it, but... there, without Jamie there, the team is more accepting. And that's another thing is I was going to ask you this question is, do you also think that if Jamie was there, that they would not have won against Liverpool? I, I not only do I think they would, they would not have beaten um, Everton, but had they by chance beaten them? They this karaoke thing would not have happened. No, because it was the goal. The game was won by Roy, and Roy was the one that said, "We are celebrating tonight." And I don't know that if the if the game was won by Jamie, that Jamie would have said the same thing. And they probably would have just gone to some trendy bar and had bottle service, and you know, just done all of those shallow, vapid things that Jamie yeah. likes to do right now instead of going karaoke <laughs> well I, and i want to kind of i kind of want to say something to to the point that you just made when you said like the game was won by roy not by jamie and i kind of feel like if jamie was there and they won the game would have been won by jamie but i feel like saying the game was won by roy isn't correct i feel like the win was led by roy yes i'm sorry and that that yeah. is correct yes you're absolutely 
absolutely right because it was a team effort because that that's what they said. I mean, they said that it was a team effort yeah. led by a game winning goal by Roy yes. Kent. And they said that Kent was a man possessed and that is directly related to our friend Nate. Well, let's talk about that. Because we Let's play. It. We haven't really talked we haven't really spoken about Nate a lot, but this is a huge moment changing episode for Nate. Can we and, play it? Oh, we, we're we're gonna play it, um, but I want to say like just real quick before we we before we play it to see the drastic changes of <laughs> of like moments of humor of Nate being under the bus <laughs> and them almost leaving with him <laughs> under the bus uh, to this moment in the locker room where. Because before, so before we get to this this major major empowering moment with Nate, we do see a moment with Nate and Ted the night before. Oh yeah, Nate has given Nate has thoughts on the team. He tries sliding them under the door, but we see Ted, who's Piss really drunk. having a hard time and drunk. Exactly, um, kind of he he gets angry. Yes, which we saw last episode was the first time we ever really saw him get angry. This time we see it. Alcohol is absolutely an influence behind it. Mm. Um, which you can kind of almost be led to, oh, is Ted going to have a drinking problem? But thankfully, yeah. that's not the case. Yes. This is a, it's a one-off situation. Um, well, I mean, we do see him drink later, but it's it, it doesn't become a problem. No, yeah, 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 no. It doesn't. He doesn't become an alcoholic. Right. He doesn't right, right. use alcohol as a crutch. Like this is this something he he needs. He's not Jack Shepard. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, and then we see the next day he is very apologetic, and he tells Nate, "I you know I read your thoughts, but I can never say them. You're gonna do it," which leads us well, because Ted knows that that's not that's not his style. It's not his voice. If he were to say something like any of what he said, like what Nate said, it wouldn't have been genuine. It wouldn't have come from an honest place. And Nate eventually runs with it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. God. It Like hearing the difference in tone from how hesitant he is when he first starts talking yeah. to how confident he is and to be empowered in that confidence by Roy. Yeah. Roy is someone who steps up to him and empowers Nate to be more confident. He does during this speech. So yeah. So rather than type it all out and 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 say it ourselves like we do with other quotes, Kristen had the idea of like, well, why don't we just play the clip? So I, I feel like go. that's the best way to do it. Yeah. So here it. This is Nate's pregame speech during that. All right, listen up, fellas. As of late, I feel like y'all have heard enough of my jibber jabber. So I asked Nate the Great here. Jot down a few of his thoughts and ideas about you guys and today's game. But let's focus up. All yours, Nate. Okay. You got this, Nate. It's okay. Okay. Thank you. Let's do it. <clears throat> Isaac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this, brother, right? <laughs> Yeah. I've noticed of late. That you've been playing like a big dumb pussy. Wow. 
What the fuck do you say to me, bruv? You're more concerned about looking tough than actually being tough. There's a way to be intimidating without being physical. Hope you don't mind me saying. Um, Sam. Oh, no. You're constantly getting beat on the wings. It's because you're indecisive. You second guess more than a shitty psychic. <laughs> the only African I know more imprisoned by their own thoughts is goddamn Nelson Mandela. Oh, you think that's funny, do you, Colin? You know, you fancy step over bullshit. Let me ask you this. Do you wax your pubes? What? Did I stutter, dickhead? Do you wax your pubes, yes or no? No. Then why are you always trying to play like a Brazilian? <laughs> yeah. What just happened? Uh, Rojas. <laughs> Roast me, amigo. Right, you say that football is life, right? Football is life. Yeah, well, then your defence is death. Oh. The only person I've seen lose a man more often is Carrie fucking Bradshaw. <laughs> Yeah? Tough but fair. Right, Roy. I got nervous as a viewer when he said Roy's name. Go on. Say what you're gonna say. Okay. <laughs> Don't read it. Say it to my face. The great Roy Kent. You're old now. And slow. And your focus drifts. But your speed and your smarts were never what made you who you are. It's your anger. That's your superpower. That's what made you one of the best midfielders in the history of this league. But I haven't seen it on the pitch at all this season, Roy. I mean, you used to run like you were angry at the grass. You'd kick the ball like you'd got it fucking your wife, Christ's sake. But that anger doesn't come out anymore when you play. But it's still in there. And I'm afraid of what it's going to do to you if you just keep it all for yourself. It's such an amazing speech. Like, it's filled with humor, but it's so poignant. Poignant. And when Roy says, like, say it to my face, like, don't read it, say it to my face, Nate instantly has that confidence to do it. Well, on top of that, it's also, this is from somebody who has been watching the team as an avid fan forever. Yeah. He has been on that field and with that team and in that locker room as an observer forever. And he he knows this team inside and out, probably better than anybody else in that building. And he says exactly what they need to hear. Obviously, yeah. because they won the game. Yeah. He he brought out a lot in these players in telling them the truth that they needed to hear. I guess he is a wonder kid. Here, he, when he turns to Sam, it seems like, oh, no, because he doesn't want to hear it. These guys know that there are things about them that they don't want to hear. Danny Rojas, tough but fair. Yeah. And I, I challenge you, if you haven't done it, I challenge you to go back and rewatch this scene, but only pay attention to Beard. <laughs> His reactions to what Nate is saying are priceless. The oh, I like looks it when on his face, like he has a genuine, pleasant shock. Like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Well, Ted <laughs> tries to talk to him and he's like, shh. <laughs> yeah, like, you will be quiet during this moment. <laughs> yeah, he says like, "Oh, sex in the city." Shh. 
<laughs> because Beard is in awe at this moment of yeah. what Nate is doing. Yes. In in the best way. Like it, mm-hmm. it's almost like a genuine surprise yet oddly proud moment Nate, of Nate. Nate joins the team. Yeah. I mean, Rebecca joins the team. Keely joins the team. Nate joins the team. We all see the moment in this episode that all three of them officially join what is called, quote unquote, the team. Yes. Yeah. That's the lasso effect, man. It, it's just, it's it's huge moments for all of them. And just, like, there's this is the reason why I love this episode mm. as mm-hmm. much as I do. Because yeah. there's so much. Again, this is not just a different team. This becomes a different show. Mm-hmm. And going forward, there's so much more positivity. Mm-hmm. There are friendships that develop. There are, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still emotional moments. There's a next episode is one of my favorite moments of all time. Oh, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Um, I forgot until right now. Sorry. I got really excited. (laughs) Next episode is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Yes. Uh, It's weird how a condiment can have so much meaning (laughs) by the the end of an episode. But there's also a huge moment with Ted and Rebecca still yet to come. Yes. Well, and, and there's that still happens... one more shitty thing that Rebecca's going to do. Is there? Yes, there is. We'll talk about it in spoilers. Okay. Um, but the next three episodes are all have huge moments in them. My favorite scene is in the next episode, episode eight. The huge moment that I mentioned with Ted and Rebecca is in episode nine. Mm. And then we get an amazing finale. Yeah, I love episode. this show. Mm. I'm so glad we decided the podcast on this. Me show. too, because it makes and, my it makes my heart feel good. And you know what's funny too is when we decided the podcast on it, I was instantly like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then I kind of had like that that little bit of like worry of, "Oh, are we going to have a lot to talk about?" Yes. And the more we continue on, I'm like, "Oh, there's so much to dive into." Yeah with this show because i was worried i was like this is such a departure from lost lost we were doing deep dives like is there really that opportunity to do that with the show and then just this episode in particular as a prime example of like yeah there's a lot you can dive into with this show yeah i'm excited i'm very excited about i I, i'm glad we're covering the show um do we want to move to spoilers i'm looking at my notes real quick just to make sure um i love ted and sassy meeting um sassy in, smurf <laughs> is there a sassy smurf i feel like there should be um the team watching iron giant was amazing i've uh, never seen that movie you've never seen iron giant oh that's got to be out of tier list um is it an like, 80s movie no it's not it's like mm, late 90s early 2000s oh and it's a cartoon so that's probably why i didn't watch it it's it's animated yeah um, it's Vin Diesel doing the voice of the the giant too. That just doesn't even sound right to me. <laughs> um, let's you see. talk about family. <laughs> Stop family. Stop it. Talk about uh, we get family. To, we get to meet a new player. I'm avoiding what you're saying. Um, <laughs> we get to meet a new player this episode as well. In Zoro, we're gonna Zoha. call him Zoro. Be- we're going to call him Zorro because that is what he eventually ends up calling himself. Zorro. It's Zorro. Zorro. 
Um, I feel like I'm saying it right. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it right. Let me see. Nate, it's karaoke. Rebecca, panic attack. No, I think we've gotten, I think we've covered just about everything I have that's not spoilery. All right, let's move um, to spoilers. All right, so then, with that being said, we are going to dive into some spoiler territory. So if you want to avoid it, because we have a voicemail to play during this too, which ought to be fun. Um, if you want to avoid it, just check the show notes to find out when we come back to talk about favorite quotes and the rest of it. So where do you want to start with the spoiler stuff? Um, I just want to do something very quick, real quick, yeah. and that is Ted Lasso offering a movie night or a pillow fight. <laughs> and that that little tidbit right there gets into uh goes directly into the Amsterdam episode, which is my favorite episode of the series. Okay. And they have their pillow fight in that yeah. episode. And and I, I, I love the fact <laughs> too, like even before we get to that too, he's just like he's like, you know what? All you gotta do is say pillow fight one time, boys, and we'll never watch another movie together again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true that pillow fight it made me want to join in like and smack my television like i just, <laughs> I but, just and, love and it. what i love about that too is i mean again we're we're jumping way ahead because that's what season season two? three season three Amsterdam oh yeah be, beginning season of three. season three yeah. yeah what i love about what leads to that pillow fight is that like ordinarily he gives them a choice it's movie night or pillow fight knowing yep. full well they're not going to choose pillow fight. They're going right. to choose the movie. But what leads to the pillow fight happening is that he gives them a choice to do whatever they want. <laughs> you don't have to do a pillow fight. You don't have to do a movie night. You guys can do whatever you, you want. You have the night tonight. off. You they the just couldn't off. figure it out. <laughs> they, they become so indecisive in what they're going to do because it has to be done as a team. Well, that and that was McAdoo's rule. Yeah. That they had to do they whatever they decided to do, it has to be done as a team. They couldn't split up. And it leads to them having a pillow fight. And then I think they is, had a movie night like afterwards or something. I can't remember. If I they can't did remember either, but they not. did have an epic pillow yeah. fight. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it was just yeah. so funny because I've never heard, I don't remember hearing this line. And so I just loved it that. <laughs> immediately i thought of the pillow fight because it was fantastic yeah oh you know what oh we didn't we didn't talk about it we'll talk about it after we come out of spoilers there's another thing that happens in this episode that we we should make mention of but we'll talk about it when we come back out um so what's the other big thing that that rebecca does oh before the end of this she tells the press about Ted's anxiety and panic attacks. No, that's not yes. Rebecca. Yes, that's it not was. Re no, it's not. Trent tells him later, my source was Nate. Nate is the one that tells the press about his panic attacks. No, I thought it was Rebecca because Rebecca no. apologized to him. No, Rebecca apologizes for the photographer taking pictures of him and Keeley. I don't. Because no, the because the because the leak of the anxiety attacks does not happen until season two. Uh-uh. It happens in season one. No, happens in season two. I've already rewatched the rest of season one. I, trust me, it happened because I just couldn't stop myself. I know. Um, it's, it's I force it's myself tough. to stop. No, the anxiety attack leak happens in season two, and it's Nate. Nate is the leak. 
not Rebecca. Rebecca apologizes to Ted for telling the photographer about him and Keeley and getting hiring the photographer to take the pictures of him and Keeley. So Rebecca's shitty moments are done. She is no longer against Ted at this point. Trust me. I'll trust you. <laughs> I'll trust you because you've already finished watching it and I'm doing one at a time like I'm supposed to. <laughs> I went ahead like two, three episodes. La, 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 la. Um, also, before we get to Michelle, also, did you notice that Sam and Rebecca had a little moment when he took her coat? Before she got up to sing. Oh, I missed that. They had a little moment. They've had now two little moments. They have foreshadowed this relationship without us even realizing it. And it's not until like this watch right now, because I'm in anal an ana Anal Analysis mode. Got it. Oh my gosh. I did this yesterday when I was trying, I was trying to spell and type out analyzation. And I was like, this is wrong. Like <laughs> I, I don't even know where I'm going wrong on this, but I'm in analysis mode. And so I have noticed now two small moments that foreshadow um, Sam and Rebecca, which I think okay. is fantastic. But yeah, she, she takes off her coat and she goes to give it to somebody and he st stands up and he takes it from her and she's like, Oh, Thank you. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> yep. It's like, I, it's so awkward I, and cute. <laughs> I miss that. I'm going to have to go back. It's because you're too busy watching ahead, Ben. Look. No, listen. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I live in the rural South right now. And I have, and I have realized that when somebody wants to say something, they always start with listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Michelle, I hate her. We we have a rebuttal from Greg. Um and, and apparently is addressed to you, not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I have very not, passionate. I have not listened to this. Uh so I do not know what Greg's opinions are. Beef. <laughs> Beef. That's a good word for it. Uh, so I'm just going to play this. This was, we were told specifically to play this during spoilers. Uh, so here it is. This is Greg's rebuttal to you about Michelle. All right. So for the spoiler section, this is my feedback for Michelle. I will just say in rebuttal to Christian's uh, outward thoughts. Uh, so Michelle being a horrible person, uh, I would tend to disagree uh, only because not only because just because in in life, uh, as someone who has been left, uh, I don't think that my ex-wife was a horrible person for not being happy and feeling like she was in a position she didn't want to be in. I don't I, I can't say that I did all of the things that. You know, we're, we're going to make her happy. And I would much rather her say, hey, I don't want to be married anymore. Uh, I've tried. I don't know how to move past it. We've done marriage counseling. We've done this. We've done that. Uh, I understand. And that, that she you know, she got to a point where she said she's, she would keep trying. And Ted had to let her go. And I can completely empathize with both sides of that um 
as someone who has struggled in my own uh, you know, romantic relationships, uh, I also have uh, you know, been in a position where I can't control my feelings. And in all honesty, it probably would be less painful for, uh, for me to just say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Because I don't, I feel like we're just spinning our wheels. I'm causing more pain by uh, continuing to prolong the relationship. Uh, I, I get it. I do. I understand. Um, I, I don't think that. Uh, we, outside, I mean, I, like Ben mentioned that he didn't think there was any definition about them ending up together. I don't think that Michelle and Ted ended up together. When he came back to the States, I think she's there at a Henry soccer game and Ted is the coach. And, you know, he came back to the States when he didn't have a place to live and he came back to see his son. And, you know, that's where he unloaded his stuff and began to start his life anew. Or not necessarily anew, but in, in the co-parenting style. Now, I could be wrong, but I, I really don't think they ended up together. I think that uh that ted loves his family however that that may look and that he is okay with the way that things turned out um but absolutely respect your opinion about her being a horrible person uh i don't i also don't think that uh you also mentioned that you know stopped in london to drop off their son um on the way to paris my understanding is that she didn't know they were going to Paris. She thought they were going to go and Henry was going to spend time with Ted and they were going to hang out in London with her boyfriend. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I understand the uh, well, maybe ethical boundaries of uh, dating a former uh, patient. And I'm not a huge fan of Dr. Jacob. Uh, I'm kind of with Ted on that. Anyway, this is really long, but I did just want to, Say I, I disagree with your opinion respectfully, uh, but hey, you know what? Uh, that's that's the wonderful thing about these shows is that you know you can see many sides as different people. All right, sorry it's so long. Bye. Okay, so before you jump into <laughs> your rebuttal of Greg's rebuttal, uh, I want to kind of defend you a little bit in the way I perceived your you, you, how you said it. And Greg, I, I do appreciate the rebuttal. Like you, He actually reached out to me and he said like, is it okay if I kind of rebut Kristen's thoughts? I was like, yes, please. Always. Ab- please absolutely. always do that. Yeah. This, and this goes to anybody listening. Like, if you disagree with something that we said, please leave us let feedback me, and let us know. But let me, let, me, let me just stop and tell you right here. I am a middle school teacher. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of rebuttal in my life. Yes. It is not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> so I, I just, I want to say kind of in your defense of how I perceived you saying Michelle is a horrible person. I never took it as in her saying she's falling out of love. I never took it as in that was the horrible part. The horrible part to me in my understanding and how you brought it up is it wasn't the fact that how she was feeling. It was how she handled telling Ted. 
100%. How she felt. Yes. Yeah. Listen, we can't we can't help how we feel. We just yes. can't. However, if you are in a relationship with your marriage therapist and your marriage therapist has possibly led the woman in the wrong direction of therapy and re- reunification, then yes, both of them are horrible, horrible people. Now, let's say, let's put that to the side for right now because the, the Dr. Jacob puts a wrench in Greg's entire rebuttal just because of the situation of that relationship and how just disgustingly, awfully, unethically terrible that situation mm-hmm. was. But she, okay. Blah, 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 blah. I feel like there was, I feel like this episode <clears throat> in rewatching this episode kind of shines a light on the fact that there was another outside influence that was making it difficult for Michelle to be able to move on or yeah, to I mean, if she wasn't if try. she wasn't in that relationship or didn't want to be in a relationship, she wouldn't have been pressing him so hard to sign the divorce papers. Yeah. She needed to make something legal so that she felt okay about bringing the therapist home to Henry, because and, I'm pretty sure that that's the direction that it was going in because it wasn't until what, a couple episodes m- more. And all of a sudden he answers the phone when, when Ted calls. Yeah. And, and I can tell you, I actually, I don't think we meet him until next season. Well, we're um, almost at the end of this season. So. I know. So, so I don't think it's until next season that we, that we finally meet Dr. Jacob, but I can tell you as somebody who was in a relationship with somebody who was separated from their husband, not completely divorced. It was a point for me when we first started dating being like, Hey, like are, are, are there divorce papers being drawn up? I know you're legally separated. Mm-hmm. Are there papers being drawn? Are we, is a divorce going to be happening? Because I was thinking about my future with this person that couldn't right. proceed until that happened. Um, it got to a point eventually where there was an understanding that it will happen eventually, but let's just worry about us and build our relationship because we can do that even though it wasn't legally over yet because mm-hmm. it was, it was just that it wasn't legally over the relationship mm-hmm. was over right legally on paper. It wasn't over. Right. And so I can see it from Dr. Jacob's point of view and like, I want to be with this person. So let's get this finalized. Let's do all this. Let's, let's make this happen. Let's get these divorce papers drawn up. So be as someone who was that outside influence at one point, I could see how Michelle probably had that same influence in a new relationship. Okay. But if we stay with that thread, okay. If we stay with that thread, you have uh, Ted moved because Michelle wanted space. Her therapist told her that she needed to get that space. Oh, absolutely. The whole thing was orchestrated by this man is my, is my take on it. And And it's mine as well. And, and so, and the way that she was manipulated into manipulating Ted, you know, it was just, it, it was, maybe it's that I hate Dr. Jacob and I do, but Michelle is a fully grown woman at the same time who was married with a child and she's forcing a divorce on this man that she's already pushed into another country. And now she probably wants to get Dr. Jacob back into her life or back into her house because if they're divorced, then Henry can talk about it on FaceTime and it wouldn't be weird for Ted uh, 5,000 miles away, 3,000 miles away, something like that. Right. So that part is icky, but 
as far as the Paris trip, she told Ted she was going to Paris because she was like, I'm finally going to Paris. I'm finally, you know, I finally get to go. So she knew she was going to Paris. They were dropping Henry off because they were going to Paris. What we assume was going to happen, and I think that this is where the assumption comes in, and it's been a while since I've watched season three, but from what I remember, it's... um. I think the idea was that he was going to propose to her in Paris. Yes, I think that was. I think that's kind of what they were leading to believe. Leading it, us yeah, to believe wasn't as outright said. Yeah. yeah, because because I remember when they came back from Paris and he was downstairs at the taxi and she was upstairs talking to Ted and things were definitely different when they there came was a tension back yes. from. Paris. And so to me, I just filled in the blanks with my own like headcanon that she said no. And their relationship kind of dissolved after that. And we saw kind of the, the nail, the last nail in the coffin in the final game um, in season three, when he was like on his phone the whole time and Michelle and Henry were like, ah! you know? Yeah. Um, so we clearly saw that there was a separation between those two. Finally, which leads me to my next point. He absolutely 100% ended up back with his family. No, I, I do still disagree with you on this one. I, I know. But it, and Greg made a lot of the same points that I kind of feel like that was the home that he left. So that was the home that he returned to. He didn't have a place to go. He returned to where he he left. If he there, wanted to, if, if she wanted him back, he would say yes in a heartbeat. And she was on that. He, he would go back to her without even thinking twice because that's I, him I getting disagree. his family back. No, I disagree with that as well. I think Ted is a, is a much, I, I think he's matured. He's grown as a person <clears throat> and he's realized that he doesn't need that. Then he should have um, stayed in, in England. Well, he, he went home for Henry. He didn't go home for Michelle. <sighs> He he went home for Henry because the final scene, that. the final scene that we see in this series is him coaching Henry. Um, he's because he finally understands the game. <laughs> yeah, he's home for Henry. He's not home for Michelle. I think Which if, I they, if they wanted us as an audience to realize that him and Michelle were back together, there would have been some kind of an embrace. There would have been a kiss. There would have been something that signaled they were back together. They were a family again. So so. I guess this is how they wanted it to end just because there is two ideas on whether or not they got back together. Yes. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. And, and we can have different opinions on that, but as far as Michelle, Michelle is not a great person. She just isn't. She's, she was selfish. She was manipulative. Um, and it's proved over and over and over again throughout the three seasons in this show. She is just not, She's not the person that Ted should be with. No. And, and he should be with Sassy. He absolutely should be with Sassy. Yeah. I really I mean, hope that there's like, there's a continuation one day where he comes back to England and he's going like for an event, you know, maybe they're going to honor him or something. Right. And then they get him to come back to Richmond and he coaches them again and Sassy comes and then they get married. And then Henry's like, I want to live in Richmond too. And then Michelle's by herself <laughs> in her stupid house with her stupid boyfriend <laughs> drinking coffee instead of tea. And everything is right in my Ted Lasso universe. <laughs> I think the more we talk about this, we're, we're, we're really starting to realize that Rupert is not the true villain of this series. It's Dr. Jacob. Dr. Jacob. <laughs> no, well, you know, he you is another say, villain of the series. I mean, but you can also say that Dr. Jacob is the reason why Richmond is ended up so good. <laughs> well, same thing with Rupert. 
Rupert is also a reason why they turned out as good as they were. Because, because of Rebecca. Because of Rebecca. Yeah. So our villains were really the heroes. That doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> Just to let you know. No, that's it's going to turn into a Fast and Furious movie now, where all the all the villains of the previous movie are going Our to family. Are, are going to join family. the part, yeah are going to join the family and team up against the next villain. I live my life one cold mile at a time. <laughs> I can't do um, Vin Diesel anymore. No, it's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm glad. That, so again, Greg, thank you for the rebuttal. Uh, to anybody out there, please feel free to to send. Your disagreement. Send in or... your rebuttals, and we'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. I okay, will. he'll That's be fine. nice. I won't. Um, anything else in spoiler territory that you kind of want to talk about? I mean, you mentioned you know we've gotten those early indications of Rebecca and Sam, which I can't wait for because it's it's the banter app that they yeah. start talking right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Which, which I think is next. That comes in next. It's season. soon. Is it? Is, is it? Is, I think it's at the. I think it's in the finale. The finale because she's in the limo, and I think that she's texting somebody in the finale. Maybe Didn't it you is. Just watch. The I finale? did, and I don't remember it, which is why. Isn't she like in a limo? Yeah. Oh well, because she's in a limo talking to somebody on banter. No, it, it's next season because they lead you to believe that it might be Ted she's talking to. I know, and I would. I like half of me was really excited about that prospect, but I'm so glad it ended up the way that it did. I, I am too. Yeah, because I feel like Sam was very important to Rebecca's growth. I think or that not, Rebecca was also really important to Sam's growth. One hundred percent agreed. He but we're getting, a man. Yeah, we're getting way ahead. Well, that's okay. We're in spoiler territory. It's fine. Exactly. Um, but anything else about, uh, you know, in spoiler territory that you want to cover? I think. No, I mean, I I'm, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to um, Ted's talk on anxiety with the reporters. I th- it's one of my favorite moments of the entire season. Um, and Ted's anxiety attack, his panic attack in this episode made me remember that he's about to have like this really honest and open talk about anxiety. And so the, um, the whole leak or secret that was out about him having panic attacks or whatever, like that ended up being a blessing that ended up being like a positive thing. So yeah. For well, Ted. Yeah. yeah. Because in next season, there's that moment where he starts to have a panic attack during the game and he leaves the pitch and he leaves the pitch. And then mm-hmm. that's where it comes about because that's what leads to Nate leaving. I hate Nate. Is I well, right now we love Nate. Nate's fine, but th- that's the problem. That's <laughs> that's the problem is that I loved this this episode with Nate and his speech and his wonderful wonderfulness when it comes to. But like in the back of my head, everything know, I know, everything know he's coming. about to do, and yeah. I just I don't know, kind of sullies the rewatch for me a little bit. Like I don't love him as much as I did the first time around. Well, because I know, like when we and you're well, because there is that little bit of bitterness because we know what he's going. Did to you wax do. your pubes? Did you hear me, dickhead? Do you wax your pubes? I'm like, oh dear. Then why God, are you playing like a, a Brazilian? <laughs> um, and, and well, because I remember, and again, this is spoiler territory, so shooting ahead a little bit, and we'll talk more about this when it happens next season. I remember that episode when he pulls Ted aside and he goes off on Ted and he's saying like, you know, how he was never felt appreciated, he was never thanked, and I'm like. Gee, like I remember this. I remember going from loving Nate to despising Nate in one 
episode. Yeah. Because hearing that entire spew to Ted and Ted just sitting there taking it, I was like, like you piece of shit. Like yeah. you would not be where you, you would You'd still, still be, be a, a kid. You'd man. still be a kid man. If yeah. not Ted. God, we're getting way ahead. <laughs> I know. I, I know. There's a lot of anger rants coming up in, in future episodes, you know, like with, when it comes to Nate. But looking ahead, we get barbecue sauce, dark game next yes. episode, which yes, favorite, favorite moment from the series. 100%. Um, and then we get that really, really touching moment in episode nine in the penultimate where Rebecca comes clean with Ted. Yes. And, and is he so, is so forgiving and wonderful. Yeah. Because he's Ted fucking Lasso, I which know. is why I think that he ends up back with Michelle because he'll do anything for people. All right. Moving on. <laughs> 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 so we're good with spoilers? Yeah, we're good with spoilers. All right. So then on that note, we're going to welcome everybody back. Hello, uh, hello. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite quotes. We're not going to do Nate's speech. We could play it again, but. Um, there's just so much in it and it's like three minutes long. So we're not going to play yeah, that again, but it was, awesome. um, uh, I'm going to start though, yeah. uh, <laughs> with a moment where Ted is having the, the conversation with Henry and they're talking about going to Liverpool and oh. Henry tells him to <laughs> say hi to the, to George and to Paul and to, you know, uh, <laughs> beards, like still haven't told them that George and Paul are, or George and John are dead. And he's like, they're what? They're what? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Um, I do also like, I have a lot of uh, sassy quotes here today <laughs> because she's amazing. That's good because uh, I don't have many of hers. Oh, that's good. So my favorite is when she goes, a fax machine, eh? You sending something You sending something <laughs> to the year 1997? Yeah, with just a little note telling myself to buy Apple stock. Oh, good idea. Can you tell me to murder J.K. Rowling and write the first <laughs> Harry Potter book as well? Can do? Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably write handle instead of murder so there's no paper trail. <laughs> there's no yeah. paper trail. <laughs> I'm Ted, by the way. Oh, sassy. Like the Smurf? <laughs> don't don't think that there was don't think that there was a sassy Smurf, was there? That's too bad. Seems like a Smurf with an attitude would have been a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> that whole first interaction with it's Ted and Sassy amazing. Is, is amazing. And the one thing I I've I, I said during spoilers that i we forgot to bring up during the main discussion, and I'll bring it up now, is how the episode ends. Oh, with sassy and knocking on Ted's door. And he's knocking on a lot more than his door, Ben. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're already past spoilers, so I can't bring it up. But the moment I'll just say this, the moment that Ted meets Sassy and or sees Sassy and meets her daughter in yeah. Rebecca's office is hysterical. Yeah, it's it's hysterical. Yeah. Well, you know, poor Ted, just uh, trying to navigate new, newly single life. Yes. <laughs> I just um, think it's funny. He divorced, signs the divorce papers, takes a picture, gets in the sack with Sassy. <laughs> right? It moved, <laughs> He moves on very quick. Yeah, Although just, it was kind of not his choice. Oh, no. She came in. She yeah. came in. She was she, like, this is happening. <laughs> she literally just walks in. And it's weird because like in that moment, you can kind of sense that one, Sassy was immediately attracted to Ted. Well, not just be? not just physically, but like personality wise, like she that whole conversation that you just quoted, she is so taken in by Ted. Marvel um, man. 
like like to the moment where she realizes who Ted is when she's in the locker room and she sees him and they hug. And then she's asking Rebecca, like, okay, what's his story? Yeah. She is already taken in by Ted, but I think Sassy is so good at reading people, which we realize same with Rebecca. It's the reason why her and Keely get along so well, because they're both good at reading people. Yeah. She senses Ted needs this. Yes. So when she knocks on that door, she doesn't say a word. She just walks in. She's like, you're going to let out some tension on me and I'm going to take it. <laughs> it's yep. going to be great. <laughs> and you're going to like it. You're going to like it and I'm going to love it. <laughs> um, I love in the beginning of the episode before we even get to the, the opening credits when they're talking about Everton. Uh, oh, come on, fellas. How long has it been since y'all won up at Everton? 60 years ago. And Beard's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Torn it's butt. The way he says, Jesus Christ. Like he's genuinely shocked. It's been it's a long years. time. I yeah. just loved it when, when also when Ted was like, Sex in the City. <laughs> Pierre goes, shh. shh. <laughs> Um, I liked it when Sassy walked into the hotel room and she said, still giving you the big room, even without the old gray walnuts footing the bill. <laughs> Sassy is such a great character. What a, what a fun character to play, too, you know? That the moment, like, going back to that moment where she knocks on the door and walks into the room, I think I remember, like, audibly cheering. I was like, yes! Yeah. Let's make Ted a happy man again. <laughs> <laughs> Let Sassy use her parts to do it. <laughs> Sassy, you know, good job, Sassy. Yeah. So, um, Sassy. The moment where Nate gives Beard, and I, this is a, this is a great, great joke, and I don't know how many people got it. Um, you have to be a real music fan to get this one, but when Nate gives Beard and Ted their keys, and he's like, room 5150, finally, Sammy Hagar, greatest lead singer in Van Halen history, and <laughs> uh, greatest lead singer in Van Halen history in the post-David Lee Roth era. <laughs> The reason why that's so funny to anybody who doesn't know, there have only ever been two lead singers of Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth. <laughs> so to say he's the greatest in the post-David Lee Roth era means he's not the greatest. Right, he's the right, right, right. Best. He's last. He's last. Second best is last. Uh, sassy again. Uh, oh, I know who you are. My ex used to masturbate to you like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rewatch this episode again now, just purely for sassy quotes. <laughs> what oh, you my God. That's so good. Um I, you know what? I think that's really a lot that I have. I mean, the two that I have or the two that I have left are sassy quotes, but we kind of already mentioned them. Well, um, I got two more. Uh, because the whole, that's not Rebecca, the real Rebecca, silly, strong, but not cold. If you like that woman, then you're going to love Rebecca. I don't um, smoke and anymore. And yet you're still on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I also love, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but what, another moment where, um, after Rebecca or after Keely and Sassy are having that conversation about the real Rebecca mm -hmm. and Rebecca comes back, uh, Rebecca comes back after having paid the bill and they're like, all right, are we, let's, are we going to do this? You're going to oh. enjoy this. This is a lot of fun. It's my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> oh no. I was, oh, no. Pay. You did I was it just again. about to take my wallet. 
Like I just, it's so I like that Keely joined in on it too. You yeah. know, like I, that was really, really wonderful too. seeing all of them together. And there was no jealousy or anything like that. Like I really, really enjoyed that aspect of girlfriends because man alive historically, they just pit women against each other. And Ted Lasso is just so wonderful at not doing that across the board, not only with like girlfriends or anything like that. Like it shows how healthy relationships can be. It reminds me a lot of like Schitt's Creek. Um, for those of you who watch Schitt's Creek, did you ever watch it? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so loved that series. One of the things that um, Dan Levy said, um, what, when he was being interviewed when the show was over is he said that they didn't want to just have this show where they did like gay rights, gay rights. They just wanted, they, they just created this show where it wasn't a big deal that mm. that was just the life. That was the world that they were in. Everybody was like, it, it showed like how normal this can be in just small town. Acceptance. America acceptance was there from minute one right and it yeah. and i feel like we've got that same thread in ted lasso with as far as healthy relationships versus toxic relationships and it's a matter of getting the toxicity out and keeping that health those healthy bits in without shoving it in your face too much well not only that but i don't know if you notice this or not and this is again kind of going back to the main discussion of things uh, but it's not spoilery is i don't know if you picked up on this but rebecca is really good at when she has she has both of these great friends now sassy is back in her life and she has yeah. keely she's great at knowing because they all sense a kinship in each other so they all yes. get along great when the three of them together how but powerful rebecca Go ahead. But Rebecca also knows which friend she needs at which time. Yes. Because at the end of the night, when they're leaving karaoke and Sassy is getting ready to take all the boys out to the bar, Rebecca tells Sassy, like, I'm going to call it a night. And then once Sassy leaves, she turns to Keely and she's like, okay, let's go to the bar. Yeah. She sees an importance in being with Keely in that time yes. over Sassy. Yes. But it's not insulting to the other person. Right. She's good at balancing these friendships and she knows who she needs at what point. It's wonderful. It's it's really wonderful to and there's no and Sassy's like, cool man, I don't care. I'm gonna go with these I guys. have to take I have to take all these boys to the bar all yeah. by myself. Yeah, it's you know, and it's that lightheartedness and just that wonderful feeling of I can have as many friends as I'd like, I can have as many people in my life, like everything's great. And I love that idealistic way because I truly try to live my life that way. Like I used to be one of those jealous girls, like in the nineties and the early aughts where I was just like, no, you can't be best friends with that person. You have to be best friends with me. Like, I don't care mm -hmm. anymore. Like I can have 10 best friends and, and yep. everything's fine. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it's wonderful. I don't get jealous when you call Jill your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I get jealous. I, <laughs> but when you call Jill your best friend, you get jealous. When, when, yes. Okay. No. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's still too early for me to be making witty jokes. <laughs> I had something there in the back of my head; it went away. It's fine. Gotcha. I have one more quote. Um, okay. It's from Keely because I because I totally related with her in this moment when she runs out of the bar and she sees Rebecca and Sassy and she goes, "I thought you guys ditched me. Jesus, I didn't know I had abandoned." issues till right now <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's definitely my favorite. I, I love all three of these women. They're like, they're, they're so just fantastic together. It's it's a great mm-hmm. band of all three people. And I'll I'll find a lot. I'll, I'll I'll leave you with one more sassy quote before we move on to to feedback. Um, or not sassy quote, sassy moment. Going back to that moment where she's leaving with all the football players. You know, we're learning that she is recently divorced. Um, they could have very easily made sassy a person who is leaving with all these football players. She is a newly single woman just sowing her oats like yes. she could have ended up ended up with if if not multiple football players that yes. night yes yes Danny Rojas being first in line <laughs> yeah and then but they bring it back and they ground her that she just left with all these players but she comes back to 10 yeah she comes back for for, for the adult connection they could have very easily made her to to put it bluntly they could have very easily made her a whore yeah, very easily. And, and but they didn't. And right. I just I I love that. I love yeah. that about the character. And I, I love that with the writing. Agreed. Um so any more quotes before no, we No, that was it. All right, so let's move on then to the feedback in which we, we have a couple. Um let's start with the Facebook feedback though. Okay. Um uh, cuz we do have uh, a piece of fees, uh, Facebook feedback and then we have a couple voicemails that we'll play as well. Um but why don't you why don't you send us with the Facebook feedback? Sure. Uh, Lindsay Schlitt says, uh, Michelle, me too, girl. Um, what the fuck is the rush on the divorce papers? She is the worst. Yep. While Nate's speech to the team is funny, I also feel like we saw some foreshadowing with Nate's nasty side. Absolutely. Nice call. One of the things I loved most about this episode was how it portrayed female friendship. Yes, they could. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop responding to you, Lindsay. No, okay. please, I'm just going to read it. it. <laughs> they could have shown the stereotypes, could have made Keely jealous of Sassy and unhappy she showed up, could have held sa- could have had Sassy angry at Rebecca for disappearing. Instead, they showed Kelly and Sassy both being welcoming and forgiving and fun, and best of all, a great support for Rebecca while she deals with a painful anniversary reminder. Oh, yeah, the painful anniversary reminder. Duh, that's why Sassy was there. Yeah. Um. I don't know what I loved more, getting to hear Rebecca sing for the first time or seeing Roy mouth the words to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I saw that the first watch. That is why Roy is my favorite. Rebecca helping Ted through his panic attack was one was, of course, the highlight of the show. Just adore her. So can I add a recommendation? Netflix has a new nature documentary series, Life on Our Planet. It's fantastic. Ooh, fun. I love nature documentary series. I do too. I, does yeah. does uh, Attenborough <laughs> um, narrate it? Because I I need his voice telling me about the three toads. <laughs> <laughs> that was what Planet Earth, right? I think yes. it was the documentary that Attenborough yes. did. Yeah, this one's called Life on Our Planet. Life on um, Our Planet. Yeah, I don't know who I'm looking it up now to see who the narrator is for that one. It's 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 rated pretty high. Oh, it's Morgan Freeman. I'm in. Oh, even better. I'm in. <laughs> well, that, perfect. So thank you for that recommendation. Lindsay. Yeah, absolutely. I will, I will absolutely be watching. Oh, it just came out recently too. October twenty fifth. She said new. Sorry. I heard you. I was listening, Lindsay. Don't worry. It's only eight episodes. I'm definitely going to check this out. Oh, fun. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay, for the recommendation and for the feedback. Yeah. I obviously agree with everything you just said. I usually (laughs) agree with everything Lindsay says, like everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's very little that she'll write. And I'm like, no, never actually has that happened across three podcasts. That oh, I've, yeah, because you get because Lindsay leaves you feedback for for the other what, for, for House Ahsoka. of the Dragon, for House of the Dragon and for the Game of Thrones rewatch. Of Thrones. Oh, OK, yeah. Lindsay came on my radar for the Game of Thrones rewatch and she uh, strange indeed. OK, she's awesome. She's awesome. I've never met her, never seen her, but she's awesome. Eh, all of our listeners are family. They're great. No, Lindsay's the best. Even when they, even they, when they rebut how Michelle was the worst. No, Greg is now at the bottom of my list. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Greg, no, we're actually going to be, we're actually probably, hopefully, going to be doing something with Greg uh, over on Wilhelm mm-hmm. at some point, relatively. It's soon. Matthew Perry related. Yes, exactly. And uh, that's it. All right. Speaking of Greg, uh, he did leave us feedback for this episode in addition to the rebuttal that we played during spoilers. Uh, So let's kick off our voicemails with our feedback from Greg. Oh, this fucking episode. (laughs) Making Rebecca great again. And in fact, we do. We get the introduction of Sassy, uh, who uh, got her mustache ride. Uh, We get... (laughs) Nate kind of taking the bull by the horns, even if he's necessarily forced to. We get Ted snap Ted snapping on Nate. I mean, we had a bunch of great stuff, and then to cap it all off, we get uh, Hannah Waddingham just just belting it out, channeling her inner Elsa, and letting it the fuck go. And it's funny because it took me like I don't know half a dozen rewatches of, of this series or portions of series to to get that that she was the ice queen like uh, it probably took people oh like gosh, she's four and a half right. seconds of oh she's letting it go and it's fantastic and but i'll tell you what since i have now watched frozen i don't know 200 times in the past <laughs> six months uh since my two-year-old is totally into elsa and anna like holy shit like it, I he, I start hearing the notes from it, and I start tearing up. Yeah. I see this episode, and uh, just immediately, oh god, it all just fucking hits me. And uh, I mean, it's just this is just this is like one of my favorites. This is absolutely one of my favorites. And then, uh, you know, with with her approaching Ted at the end, uh, I love all the the eventual callbacks to Keeley's commercials that she doesn't remember making um, <laughs> and then uh, I absolutely believe Keely when she says she has imagined it and it was <laughs> glorious um, anyway I mean, this is just this is this is I personally think it's one of my favorite episodes of the entire series and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys talk about it all right this is Greg bye <laughs> this is Greg it's like Ron Swanson it's Ron Swanson <laughs> I, Greg, you you couldn't see it because we don't do the videos anymore. But the must the mustache ride comment broke Chris and I broke both of us. I the, don't think I heard half of your voice. <laughs> you, you like we were both doubled over, just trying so hard to be quiet to laugh on the mic <laughs> during. Sassy got her mustache right. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I do like, you know what? I do like the um, <laughs> the, the ice queen of the ice queen. Of yeah. course, of course. Duh, she's Elsa. I didn't. That didn't even like cross my mind. 
Yeah, Good that's job, a great, Greg. That, that was a you great were right on this too. voicemail. Good job on this voicemail. <laughs> Sassy, Sassy got, got her, her mustache, mustache right. right. <laughs> Jesus, Greg, thank you for that. <sighs> oh, we were both doubled over on that one. That was ridiculous. <laughs> in the best way. It was ridiculous in the best way. Uh all right, <laughs> we do have a couple more voicemails. Uh, let's listen to uh, a voicemail from our friend Jason. Hi, Ben and Kristen. This is Jason in San Jose. And since I was busy editing podcast episodes, I didn't get to leave feedback for either Tan Lions or Two Aces. And that was almost the case for Make Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, I can't say that name either. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just wanted to add a few thoughts before I miss the deadlines this week. A little out of order, starting with two aces. I'm so happy to see Danny Rojas join the show because football Rojas. is life. I love Ted's plan, 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 plan. <laughs> Oh my God, that just killed me. Yeah, I too get hung up on words like that as well, both with pronunciation and spelling, like the word weird, 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 weird. So uh, anyway, moving on to tan lines. I really didn't hate Michelle, like you guys had mentioned. In my 12-step recovery groups, I've seen the ending of marriages and that need to let someone go. Sometimes that space allows for healing in the relationship, and other times it allows both parties to move on amicably, even though it's painful. But yeah, that ending really, really had me in tears. Which carries over to this week's episode, Make Rebecca Great Again. I have been through panic attacks just like Ted, and it was just so realistic. so hard to to work through but i really loved how rebecca was there for ted in the similar way that he was there for her in the episode for the children the iron giant moments in this episode with the team were great as well anyway i really wanted to keep the feedback for this episode as short as possible so i can make the deadline this week And even though we had a glimpse of it earlier, I'm so looking forward to the official Diamond Dogs. Until then, this has been Jason in San Jose. Namaste, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I think that has become the official sign off for. Yes, it is. I said it yesterday just to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. First off, Jason, thank you for leaving feedback for the past two episodes because you missed it. And I do want to put it out there to anybody like if if you're getting caught up with the podcast and you want to leave us feedback to an episode we've already covered, please feel free to do so because we'll still use the feedback uh, and talk about it. But I also want to say I pre and Jason has been great about this and he has done it all through our coverage of Lost and now into this Uh you and I are very open about the fact that we suffer from anxiety. We've had these panic attacks. So I appreciate it when we hear it uh, from other people as well in feedbacks, people being very open about yes. the fact that they've suffered from it as well. They And that's how they kind of relate to everything that happens in this series. That's one of the reasons why we chose this series to cover. Yes, I agree. Is, is because of a lot of that. 
I totally agree. Yeah. Well, that's why this, I think that that's why this show is means a lot to a lot of people because we live in an anxiety inducing world right now. I don't know one person that's like, no, I'm good. Everything's fine. Um, so much so that like, even there's, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a trailer for inside out Two mm-hmm. from Disney coming out, uh, where there is a new emotion joining them. And that oh. emotion is anxiety. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> so it, it should. And I, I hope it starts pressing all the buttons because that's what anxiety does. <laughs> it's like the crazy toddler in your brain that just keeps like pressing all of the don't panic buttons all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. Like Then you have to put them in a playpen and be <laughs> like, just go over there. Please. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So thank you, Jason, for the feedback. Uh, for both past epi- episodes and this one, as well as being open as you, you always have been mm-hmm. uh, for this. Uh, but that leaves <clears throat> us with one more piece of feedback. And that is of course a feed, a, uh, a voicemail from our friend, Steve Brown. Hello, Ben and Kristen. This is Steve. And this is for uh, Ted Lasso season one, episode seven, uh, make Rebecca great again. I, this one kind of snuck up on me. So uh, I hope it's good. Oh no, that's right. Nathan trying to get the luggage sorted out, gets stuck in the luggage compartment. Oh, that's right. This is the one with the, uh, uh, yeah, the package with the divorce papers. Oh, <laughs> then Kelly and Rebecca exchange. Oh, I have. <laughs> it's great. Whoa, 60 years of not winning at the away game. Wow. Well, I forgot that Ted had got get gets gets Nathan out of the luggage bin before they leave. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Rebecca's having a conversation with the reservation desk while Keely is playing the, <laughs> the steak at her video. I can't even make it through this. Oh, and our first introduction to sassy. And stinky. I can't wait. <laughs> I love this first meeting of Ted and Sassy. The the smirk and attitude would have been great. Oh, that's sweet. The ties that bind us, Rebecca. But that's not Rebecca. Rebecca's silly. I yeah, this is great. This Keely and uh, Sassy interaction. Oh yeah, and we see a dark side of Ted right here, um, where he's uh, about. Three Steves to the wind, almost. Oh, and now Ted's uh, asking Nathan for forgiveness for biting his head off, and he's going to have him say his comments to the team. Oh, oh Ted just said, is this the first Nate the Great um, reference? <laughs> Roy used to run like he was angry at the grass. I love it. Ow, and I love they don't even show us the match. They just give us the end of the match. One nil. <laughs> to pause it for a second, but Sassy saying she wants to ride that mustache like a jet ski is just hilarious to me. Oh, that's right. I forgot Rebecca's song, but Beards is even great right before it. Oh, and Sam is the one that holds her coat. Oh, the camera editing on this is so good, showing Roy washing Keely and then Cutting it to Ted having his anxiety attack. Oh man, I'm getting choked up just watching it. Wow. And then Rebecca being the one to bring him out of his panic attack and meet him in the alley. Oh, okay. I'm, I've gone way too long. So I'm just going to stop it here and I will talk to you next week. Uh, Kristen just got broke again. I did. Three <laughs> Steves to the wind. I, cause I've seen Steve have. Steve with lots of alcohol in him. And I just <laughs> just love love that he called it three Steves to the wind. Steve, I love you so much. 
Yeah, I forgot that, that like Sassy, I know we we kind of got broke by Greg mentioning the mustache ride. I forgot that Sassy actually does mention it herself too. Uh, mm-hmm. wanting to ride the <laughs> wanted to ride that mustache like a jet ski. Another <laughs> great <laughs> sassy quote that we got from this episode. Um and Steve picked up on Sam taking the coat too. I missed it. That was in spoiler well, I talk. Told so you. yeah, that was in spoiler talk. So we won't say much more about it. Um I, I did miss that though. That was a moment I missed. So uh, but thank you, Steve and, and Jason and Greg and Lindsay and everybody who left this feedback. We encourage you guys to do it whenever you can uh, as we're progressing through with the show. Easiest way to do that, go to revisitedpod.com. There you can find links on how to listen, subscribe, leave feedback, all that fun stuff. Or you can just email us directly, either in the form of an email or a voicemail to feedback at revisitedpod.com. Uh, also, check out podcastica.com because there's a ton of stuff over there. Lots a of content. A lot, <laughs> lot of stuff. More stuff coming. Um, I know Jason and... Um, Lucy. Oh, I for- it, okay, it was Lucy. Uh, Jason and Lucy are doing a Walking Dead rewatch at this yeah, point. Yeah, apparently Jill told me yesterday, because Jill's in town, yay, um, <laughs> that uh, she's that they are three or four episodes in now. I had no idea that they started, because if you're not on Facebook, apparently you miss everything. So yeah. now I have to go back <laughs> and catch up. And yeah. it's so funny, because we just showed my 10-year-old son the first 30 minutes of the first episode before I realized it was bad parenting, and then we turned it <laughs> off. <laughs> because he said he said i'm fine this is fine i said which is why we're turning it off (laughs) yeah Uh, it's it yeah it's it's they're they're they just started it not too long ago um so they're they're into that right now i think paik and rima i think are covering i think they're still on their fall of house of usher coverage okay uh, but they're also covering bake-off which Mm. that's such a delightful show in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, I will make mention of this. Well, starting next week, uh, w- my Wilhelm podcast and podcastica are teaming up on a project. Uh, Mark Kirkman and I, as well as uh, Jason's going to be popping in occasionally. Rima, Paik and Daphne are going to be popping in occasionally. Uh, Mark and I are going to be covering the new Godzilla series on Apple plus mm. uh, Monarch legacy of monsters. So uh, and that will actually release on both Wilhelm and podcast and uh, House Podcasting of Feeds. Fun. So double the audience, which is uh, going to be fun. I've never seen a Godzilla movie ever. Oh, they're so they're so good. The new ones are really good. The new ones are really good. All uh, right. The, the old ones are kind of dated, but you know. Uh, they're still <laughs> the the new ones are good. Uh recommendations for the week anything <clears throat> no my life is really boring right now although tomorrow you're going to a concert your I'm life is going not boring. to the pink concert <laughs> i'm very excited uh uh jill and her daughter are in town and me and my daughter are all the four of us we all uh jill made us t-shirts and we're all going to the pink concert um in charlotte on sunday which is tomorrow for us right now but Yesterday for Last those listening. Week or yesterday. Yeah. So by the time you listen to this, I will be pinkified. <laughs> Very excited. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have any recommendations this week as well. I think I had one early on and I forgot it. 
I think I thought of one when I was in Rhode Island. I was like, oh, I need to recommend this on the podcast. And then I completely forgot. You know what? I have one. I have one. And it's it, and I'm not done watching it yet, but it's really good so far. And that's the Ken Burns, the U.S. and the Holocaust um, documentary series. Mm-hmm. It is eye-opening. Eye-opening. We are not innocent in World War II and the rise of fascism in uh, Germany. And I suggest everybody watching this documentary it's very 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 good i don't think we're innocent in any war we've we're, ever been we're a part not of. innocent in anything no that we do. We, the u.s has never been innocent in any war we've ever played a part no, of. no no um we're but, the so, most selfish greedy country on the planet i agree with that uh so since i don't have a recommendation i'm just actually going to share Lindsay's that she gave us on her feedback yeah and say because i plan on watching it and i know you probably do as well yeah uh check out the new documentary life on our planet on netflix <laughs> two documentaries yes we yeah. are very brainy Not- <laughs> narrated by morgan freeman you know what there is a documentary on netflix that i absolutely loved um and i want to make sure i get the title right uh it's actually it's it's more for sports fans. Um, and it was by Kurt Russell, actually. Um, I think it's called the battered. Yeah. The battered bastards, the battered bastards of baseball. Ooh, alliteration. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's an excellent documentary. It's by Kurt Russell. And I think his son helped him with it as well. And it's about his family legacy, uh, because his, I think either his grandfather or his great grandfather, whose first name was Bing, um, <laughs> they actually he attempted to rebuild like a baseball franchise in Oregon. So it's all about his family legacy and how they tried to revive baseball in a state. Yeah, that's awesome. Was, it's 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 a great documentary, um, and it's only one movie. It's not a series, so it's it's. I think it's like about an hour and a half to two hours. Oh, fun! Okay. Yeah. And it's still on Netflix. I can't look at Kurt Russell's son without thinking of him in um, Winter Soldier, Captain uh, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. He was in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, he's fake Captain America. No, he's not. Yes, he is. That is not Kurt Russell's son, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, now I got to look this up. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was He was U.S. Um, What's his name? Um, son of a bitch. Ha ha. I was right. You were wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's his <laughs> other. <laughs> okay. He has two sons. He's, there's oh. Scott Russell and then there's Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell is played John Walker in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I still win. Um, win you win. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I would admit it. Um, which I will also say, too, as a last minute recommendation before we sign off. Uh, I watched the finale of Loki last yeah. night. And it was amazing. I, I haven't seen one episode this season. Uh, of this season? It's only yeah. six episodes. Uh, we're, um, we'll just, we're just going to binge it, I'm sure. And, and I'm pretty sure it's the last. Okay. Well, that's um, okay. You can't have Tom Hiddleston tied to a TV series. He's he's too important. I agree. We need to see him in other stuff. Uh, yes, very much I, so. Please. I love him as Loki. But we need to see him in other stuff. And I feel like this, the way, I won't spoil anything, but the way this season wrapped was a great way to kind of wrap the character's story. Good. Because that character has died quite a few times. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a very 
good way to wrap the story of that character of all these characters in this series while giving this character an ending it deserves as well as having a major impact on the Marvel universe as a whole. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. I was very pleased with the finale. Very pleased. Um, All right. So with that being said, uh, any final thoughts, notes, anything before we move on? No. All right. Next episode. Oh, um, I should have looked this up uh, (laughs) before. I can't remember the name of the episode. It's season one. It's not called barbecue sauce. <laughs> no, it's not called barbecue sauce. Oh, is it uh, called Diamond Dogs? It is. It's the Diamond Dogs. You were right. Yay. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go downstairs one. and watch it immediately. <laughs> I know. I'm probably going to watch it while I'm editing this. Uh, season one, episode eight, the Diamond Dogs is the next episode we're going to be covering. And I've mentioned this before. It has probably my favorite scene in the entire series. It has all everybody's favorite scene. If, if, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, this scene you talk about, it like, it just, oh, I can't wait. Okay, let, that's it. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. talk about it next week. We'll, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, thank you as always for being a part of this family. Thank you for listening, subscribing, leaving feedback, all that you guys do. But until next time, we'll see you guys out on the pitch. Take care. Namaste, baby. 